Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Wednesday, the 3rd of May. Good to have you aboard. We are a Blue Wire podcast presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. If you're involved in any kind of accident, if you're dealing with a personal injury, you got to make sure you get what you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, those are my guys. None of Zaslow Show 2.0 is possible without Mark Anajar and Glenn Levine and Ellie Anajar. So I want to make sure that you guys, as much as I appreciate them for being the title sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, I appreciate you guys for being the great listeners of Zaslow Show 2.0. So I want to make sure if you're dealing with an injury, you go to the best and you get what you deserve. 
Anna Jarn Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3. That's 800-747-3733. Got a great show planned today. I'm really glad to have you guys aboard here in the middle of the week. Sorry we're getting off to a little bit of a later start this morning than we normally do. Had some personal stuff to take care of today. You guys understand. You know how that goes. I don't know what you got going on in your personal life. You don't know everything about my personal life. I had some things I had to tend to this morning. But the point is, we got big-time games, big-time action on a nightly basis here in South Florida. Center of the sports universe, you know what I'm talking about. My pal, great foul. Evan Cohen, Sirius XM, Mad Dog Radio, Morning Men, every morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Everybody knows that's my favorite show. He's my guy, Evan Cohen, huge Heat fan, repping the Heat on a national level. He will join Zaslow Show 2.0 today. He's a recurring guest on the show. We love having him. So, obviously, the majority of the show today is going to be the Heat. We're going to do plenty on the Panthers as well. What a great showing from your favorite little hockey team last night north of the border. The Heat, they come home with a split. The Panthers, they have now won four in a row in the postseason. They take a 1-0 series lead in Toronto. What a great night. So, that's what we got going on on the show today, all right? Very serious sports stuff. Now, we're going to start with the Heat, all right? The Heat is what's most important right now. I, look, I, I'm not trying to discredit the Panthers, but come on, it's the Heat. So, we're going to start here with the Heat and last night. Let's get right to it. So, word comes out in the afternoon yesterday that Scott Foster is officiating. And so... You get the tweets going out. The Miami Heat. It's a picture of Scott Foster. The Miami Heat. 0-5 this year when Scott Foster officiates their games. And the first thing that I do is I respond to that on Twitter. And I go, completely meaningless. Because it is completely meaningless. It's, it means nothing. Who's officiating the game? Well, I, well, hold on a second. I don't want to make it sound like every official's good. No, it matters. Like, if I see Tony Brothers is officiating the Heat game, I know, damn, that sucks. We have, a ter- we have the worst official in the NBA is officiating the game tonight. But the point that I'm trying to make is, it doesn't make a difference for Team A, the Heat, Team B, the Knicks. If you have a bad official, you have a bad official. None of these guys are out for the Miami Heat. None of these guys, conversely, are out for the New York Knicks. So when I write the Heat are 0-4 in games that Scott Foster has officiated, which, by the way, I mean, talk about a small sample size. But when I say it's completely meaningless, I'm responding to this notion that this is a guy who has it out for the Heat. Oh, the Heat, not the Knicks, the Heat are screwed because Scott Foster is officiating. No, the Heat were... And look, the, the Heat did get screwed by a couple calls. But it wasn't because one of these officials says, Oh, the Miami Heat? Yeah, hate them. Oh, the Knicks are down 0-1? Yeah, let's make it 1-1. Get out of here. Get out of here. I don't and never will believe in any of that kind of bullshit. So, yes... There were bad calls, two specifically, which really, really hurt the Heat. But a couple things. Number one, this shit 
was never going to be easy. See, that's something that I think sometimes we lose track of when it comes to the playoffs. If you're going to make a deep run in the postseason, this shit is hard. And there are going to be road bumps. And you got, like, pick up your pants by your belt. You know, uh, pick up your, your, your boots by the straps. Whatever the, whatever the freaking saying is. But put on your big boy pants. I think it's the term that I'm looking for here. This shit's going to be hard. Like, the idea of going up 2-0 on the road at the Knicks, who I don't think are very good. Like, they're fine. I don't think they're very good. But going up 2-0... Now, I told you, there's a little bit of human nature where, yes, of course the Heat want to go up 2-0, but you already got one. That is the goal. You want to get the split. Assure yourself a long series. Steal the home court advantage. There is a human nature element to it where... Alright, we got what we came for. Maybe the effort subconsciously, is not going to be what it was in Game 1. I think you saw that in Game 2 in Milwaukee. They were minus Giannis, and the Heat got mopped. That's not what happened last night. And I think, if anything, the fact that Jimmy Butler was not playing, when the star player, and this happens in the regular season too, when the star player is out, that's why it's like, oh my God, how did we lose that team when they were out there without their best player? When the best player is out... All the other guys, they look at it as an opportunity where, wow, I get to play a lot tonight. They're going to count on me tonight. I don't have to worry if I miss a couple shots. I'm getting my minutes this evening. So those guys are going to go balls to the wall all out when Jimmy's out. So that was not, it was not a, a, matter, a, a matter of human nature where the Heat were going to fold last night because they already got game one. That is not what took place last night. But the whole idea that the Heat got screwed because the officiating, Scott Foster in particular, who, by the way, I I don't, like, have on my list as one of the worst referees. Now, everybody knows his name for a couple reasons. Number one, his name became infamous years ago because he was kind of involved in the Tim Donaghy thing. Now, when I say involved, I mean his name was mentioned, nothing was proven. If there was any sliver of evidence against Scott Foster... Do you think he would still be officiating NBA games, let alone not having gone to prison like Tim Donaghy? So there's that. And also you got the whole battle with Chris Paul where like Chris Paul's like Scott Foster has it out for Chris Paul. Now, do I believe that officials can have it out for a player personally? I totally believe that. But there's no evidence of that, of any official having something personal against any players with the Heat. And certainly, I don't believe an official has it out for an entire team. So this idea that the Heat were screwed by the officials last night, yeah, there were two bad calls that really hurt the Heat. But that's not why the Heat lost last night. They lost because this shit was never going to be easy. And look, the Knicks made all the big shots late in the fourth quarter. And the Heat did not. I don't want to simplify everything, but... Last night was really what you're talking about when it's a make-or-miss league. Jalen Brunson with the threes in the fourth quarter. Josh Hart with the threes in the fourth quarter. Isaiah Hartenstein 
with the offensive rebound after offensive rebound after offensive rebound and the Heat not being able to hit shots late and the Heat in a close and late game which they played a million of them this season and have been really good at them this season didn't have their closer didn't have either of their closers Hero or Butler the Heat won close in late games 4-5 and five against Milwaukee. Butler's the one who did it. They didn't have him last night. Close and late. The Knicks knocked down shots. The Heat did not. To me, that's what it's about, man. Now, the two plays we're talking about, I'm not trying to discredit that the officials that kind of screwed us last night. That, that did happen. But that's not why the Heat lost. And, and I guarantee you, I'm going to play a little bit of Spoke coming up here. Nobody in the Heat locker room thinks that that's why. Guarantee it. So the first one was, it's about six minutes left in the game. The Heat are up by six. I think Caleb Martin just hit a three. Looks like we're going to win. And but we're up 93-87. And by the way, I, like I turned to my cycle, you know if we win this game, we're going to sweep them. That is what would have happened. Because we're, win- we're winning games three and four Miami. Believe that. Believe that. I turned to my son, if we win this game... We are going to sweep that ass. So the Heat go up by six with about six minutes left in the game. And then you got the four-point play, which, again, for the life of me, I don't understand. The foul, and they reviewed it. (coughs) The foul clearly came before the shot. It also came before his feet even left the ground. Like, that's really the key, right? It's not necessarily the release of the shot. It's got to be him him shooting. The foul 100% came before the shot. Now, is that a stupid play by Bam? I don't know what the hell he's doing in that spot. I mean, my son was livid with Bam on that play. He's going to run over Orange Sheen. He can't do it. What are you doing? So if you want to blame Bam for that, I know people are blaming Bam. I'm not blaming Bam for the... If I have blame toward Bam today... And he put plenty of blame on himself last night. But if I have blame toward Bam today, it's, it's not because of his offensive performance. And yes, you can be critical of that, for sure. For me, it's, what are you running into Hartenstein there for? Now, if he doesn't run into Hartenstein there, alright, you're saving the Heat one point. Because Brunson's still hitting the three. But the overall point is, he did run into Hartenstein, and it should have negated the three-pointer. And you wouldn't have had a free throw either. Unless the Heat were in the bonus, but in the penalty. But at six minutes left, I don't think they were. So we got screwed there. And that, that sprung the momentum toward New York. The Heat were screwed after that. And then the next one, which was even more egregious. 101.98. Three minutes left. Three and change left. Caleb Martin throws up a desperation three-pointer. Hits the rim. Clearly. Hits the rim. I'm not even saying it was questionable. It hits the rim. Ball falls right into Gabe Vincent's lap. He lays it in, but they blew the whistle because it's a shot clock violation. I get up off the couch. I'm screaming at the television. It hit the rim. It hit the rim. It was so obvious. It was like, oh man, let's get the replay and slow it down. It was so obvious that it hit the rim. And then you go to the replay, and how do you miss that? So we totally got screwed out of two points there. 
Overall, we the Heat should have had plus two. The Knicks should have had minus four. So yes, the officiating sucked last night against the Heat. But this idea that when you see Scott Foster, oh, the Heat are screwed. It just as well could have been the Knicks were screwed. And, and in general, he doesn't have it out for the Heat. What he is, it will, and just the entire crew, and just NBA officiating in general, what it is is NBA officiating is shit. That's what it is. No specific official or Scott Foster has it out for the Heat. The bottom line is NBA officiating is shit. And the Heat got screwed over it last night. Now again, not why they lost. Not why they lost. So that's what I got for you on Scott Foster. I don't want to talk about Scott Foster anymore. I'm never going to care who the officials are. Unless, like Tony Brothers, I care when he's officiating a game because he sucks balls. But he may just as well suck balls for the other team. He doesn't have it out against the Heat. If you have a bad official doing the game, there's just as good a chance he's going to be lousy for them as he is for you. I don't care who the officials are. Doesn't mean the officials don't suck, they do. But Scott Foster officiating a Miami Heat game does not mean the Heat are going to lose. It's so dumb. I don't want to hear about it anymore. It's so dumb. Now, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but... Like, I was, I was frustrated a little bit late in the game. Granted, the Panther game having ended like 20 minutes before the Heat game, and the Panthers playing so great and going up one nothing, that 1,000% took a lot of the sting away of losing last night. Like, I don't know which one it is. <coughs> was the sting of losing last night lessened because the Panthers won game one, or was it because... The Heat won game one. It's probably even. You know, you don't you, you can't always be a greedy pig. That's why we talked about it yesterday with playing Jimmy Butler, not playing Jimmy Butler. You're going to be okay coming back 1-1. It's really unrealistic unre- to win both games on the road, go up 2-0. I know the Heat are not a normal eight seed, but it's unrealistic. So maybe that will play into a factor of whether or not they sit Jimmy Butler because you don't want to be a greedy pig. And I would say, hey, middle of the fourth quarter, the Heat are up 93-87. You're thinking to yourself, so glad we sat Jimmy. I mean, this could just be a home run. We win a grand slam. We win this game with Jimmy sitting. But whether it's because the Panthers had just won or because the Heat already won game one, I wasn't mad after the game last night. I'm not mad now. I feel great about the Heat going forward. I feel great, not good, I feel great about them. They are better than the Knicks. They are absolutely better than the Knicks. They're here better than them. Look at who the Heat had on the floor in the middle of that fourth quarter last night. By the way, an entire game where the Heat really led. Look at who the Heat had on the floor in the fourth quarter last night. Control in the game. Lowry, Vincent, Martin, Robinson, Zeller. Knicks got Jalen Brunson out there. Knicks got Julius Randle out there. Knicks got R.J. Barrett out there. Knicks got all their big guys. We were playing the fourth quarter with a six-point lead 
at Madison Square Garden, which was rocking against a desperate New York team with Lowry, Vincent, Robinson, Martin, and Zeller out there about to take a 2-0 lead before the officials got involved. I feel great about the Heat moving forward. We're getting both in Miami. So yeah, I did not get angry after the game last night. And that's weird because 16, 17, 8-year-old Jonathan Zaslow, Heat Knicks back in the late 90s, the idea that I would not be livid after a Heat playoff loss to the Knicks, my teenage self would have been disgusted. Would have been disgusted with himself. I'm not disgusted with myself. It's because I feel great about the Heat moving forward. And you know what played a part of it too? This part's important. The Heat were down, well, it was like 110, 105. They're shooting the free throw at the very end of the game. And Jimmy, right? <coughs> Jimmy's standing there. And he's got that smirk. And he's shaking his head, yes. It's like, alright. Alright. See you Saturday. Like, that right there was, oh, you guys are so screwed. Jimmy's going to be back Saturday. And it's so on. The Heat got what they needed. They did. And they, and they could have slash, I don't know if I want to say should have. We didn't have Jimmy last night. I think that's being a little disingenuous if we're saying they should have won last night. But they totally could have won that game last night. And now we're 1-1 coming down to Miami. Where, of course, the Heat are, you know, what are we talking about? 2-0 so far this postseason. Not even mad. I don't know, maybe, maybe I've matured. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm like a grown-up now. Speaking of grown-up, as a grown-up, you got to make grown-up decisions. And part of being a grown-up is knowing you need to have homeowner's insurance. You need to make sure you don't get caught off guard if there's some kind of damage, if there's a disaster, if there's a catastrophe. you got to make sure that you're taken care of. And that's why I send you to Brunt Insurance. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. You have a home? You just purchased a home for the first time? You better call Brunt Insurance at 954-589-2204. Doesn't matter what, what part of Florida. I got Saslow Show 2.0 listeners listening in all of Florida, all right? North Florida, Central Florida, South Florida, West Florida. I can't name all the Floridas. We'll be here forever. But from Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance delivers that comprehensive insurance that's tailored exactly to your needs. I've been with Brunt Insurance for about 10 years now. And that's because I know that, God forbid, something happens to my home. I have the right insurance. I'm going to be covered. 954-589-2204. If you need to get the man, Greg Brunt himself, on the phone, he'll answer your questions for you. The market's super confusing. Don't do it by yourself. 954-589-2204. Brunt Insurance. The only place that I would recommend to send you for car insurance, boaters insurance, motorcycle, homeowners, renters, condo, whatever it is. You could also check it out, bruntinsurance.com. And on that note as well, look, when you have some damage, 
You're going to go through the insurance company, of course, and then you're going to have to get a restoration company. So what am I talking about? You got a water leak in your home. You can't find where it's coming from. Call or text Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. My boys, the Greensteins, family, friends, grew up with them. They have over 60 years of combined experience. Their team is going to handle any type of leak detection, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And here's my favorite part. After the leak has been located and repaired, Water Cleanup of Florida, they're going to clean, dry, and fully restore any of the damaged areas. Water Cleanup of Florida is fully licensed, insured, and certified to provide the one-stop shopping that all of us homeowners require. No need to bring in other contractors. They handle the project from start to finish, serving the entire Tri-County area, Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach counties. Call or text Water Cleanup of Florida 24-7-365-954-900-8635. You could also go to WCUFL.com. Water Cleanup of Florida, we clean up your schmutz. So, let's talk a little bit about Bam here. Bam's the whipping boy. Like, every version of the Heat has a whipping boy. In the late 90s, well, I'll, I'll I'll go through all the generations with you. Early 90s, Ronnie Cycli was the guy. Fans always got on Cycli. Late 90s, Jamal Mashburn was the guy. It's always Mash's fault. Early 90s, uh, sorry, early 2000s, Eddie Jones. It was always Eddie Jones' fault. You go into the, in, into the uh, championship years, 20, 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, Mario Chalmers. And Mario Chalmers slash Chris Bosh. They were the whipping boys. And then you get to the mid-2010s. Hassan Whiteside. Fans were always on Whiteside no matter what happened. When the Heat lose now, and when they lose big games, it's Bam Adebayo. He's the whipping boy now. Every generation of Miami Heat basketball has the guy that the fans point at and say, you weren't good enough. I'm not even mad at Bam. The only play from last night, like I said, that I'm mad at Bam about is running through the Hartenstein screen. That lost the Heat one point. When in reality, it should have actually saved the Heat three points, but the officials got, well, four points, but the officials got it wrong. So overall, it lost the Heat one point in that spot. I'm not even mad at Bam. And the thing is, because like, I don't have the energy to be mad at him anymore. Bam is what he is. And the thing that he is, is really good. But because we've seen flashes of him looking like a star offensive player, we think that that's supposed to be him all the time. Bam is what he is. He's a good player, great defensively. Don't discount the other side of the floor, man. He's a good player overall who sometimes will give you a great offensive performance. Look, There are plenty of good players who only give you good offensive performances. He's a good offensive player who sometimes will give you a great offensive performance. The problem is we, and I'll include myself here too, the problem is we want him to be something that he's not all the time. Instead of him being something he's not 
some of the time, which he is. Now, the part that the part that bothers me a little bit about Bam last night is after the game. So after the game, he got to the podium, and he took full blame for the loss. Now, is that just something he's saying? Is that a, hey, I'm a leader on this team. UD is leaving after this summer. So I got to be the guy who steps in front and takes all the blame and takes the ownership. Maybe. Maybe. But if we're going to get up there and take the blame... I didn't do enough. I need to shoot more. I need to be aggressive. Look, we've heard that press conference. I, I've seen that movie a million times. If Bam really believes that, then do it. Do it. So that's the problem that I have. I'm not expecting him to do that. I think Bam is really good at the things that he's really good at, and I'm good with it. But if Bam really believes that he needs to do more and that he wasn't good enough, Stop saying it and do it. So that's my, that's my problem there with Bam. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But in general, I like he is what he is, and that's okay. This team's not going anywhere without Jimmy. Would I like Bam with ten, more than ten shots last night? Yeah, but you know what? We we're up by six in the middle of fourth quarter. I don't think anyone was complaining. Like the Heat are getting a ton of open shots, and for the most part, these two games they're knocking them down. That's what it's going to be about. The Heat did not make enough shots late. The Knicks made all their the Knicks made the big shots. Brunson and Hart. The Heat did not. I want to give you a spo here. So you're wondering, and I didn't I I mean I, I think I knew you couldn't challenge there, but here after the game, Spo was asked about the four point uh no, the shot clock. The shot clock violation, which of course was not a shot clock violation, and whether or not you were allowed to challenge that. It's not. Uh, no. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> uh, I'm not a physics guy. I wasn't like great with that shit in high school. But I, I saw the ball like just change course and direction from my vantage point. But I get it. This game is not an easy game to officiate. It just looked like it took a different course. Um, you know, that, that would have made it a, a one point game. Yeah. That's an important play. Uh, but I'm a. Like the officials didn't have anything to do with this. We had enough plays to make uh, uh, on our own. Certainly, some of these scrums get a couple of these calls that go the other way. That can make a difference, but also uh, putting your imprint on the game. 
taking matters in your own hands, that can also, you know, uh, change the course of, uh, of the results. You almost wish they officiate it where, you know, it's like in football where there's a fumble, but they don't blow the whistle right away because let's let it play out and then we could review it because if the other team recovers it, we want them to be able to have possession even if we thought it was a fumble. Okay, you almost wish it was like that where give it a second to breathe, then blow the whistle if you think it was a shot clock violation and go review it. But they don't even let you review that. So, I mean, we we got screwed there, but in general, I'm totally with what Coach said there. We got screwed on that play and on the four-point play. Not why we lost. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. But overall, I... My override, my overall feeling, not mad. Super confident, very excited about this Saturday afternoon. Very excited for this Saturday afternoon. Now, before we get to Evan Cohen, we got to talk about the Panthers here. What a performance last night. That's what I'm talking about. God damn, that was exciting. So, a couple things first about the Panthers. Panthers win last night, 4-2, in Toronto. Kind of crazy that either Toronto or Florida are going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's crazy that Florida would because it's Florida, and it's crazy that Toronto would because Toronto hadn't been past the first round since 2004. So that's kind of nutty right there. Don't, don't forget, by the way, Panther fans should feel great, and I feel good too. Leafs got crushed in Game 1 at home against Tampa. Then they won four of the next five to win the series in six. I'm just throwing that out there. But the Panthers, with their win last night, this, this, this one's incredible. The first time the Panthers have led a series one game to none. So the first time that they have won game one since 1997. 26 years since the Panthers won game one of the first round against the New York Rangers. They would go on to lose the next four to Wayne Gretzky's Rangers. The Panthers had not won a game one since 1997. Think about it. Lost game one in the first round in Boston. Lost game one second round in Tampa last year. Lost game one first round at home to Washington. Go back the year before that. Lost game one at home to Tampa. Go back to 2016. Lost game one at home to the Islanders. Go back to 2012. Lost game one at home to the Devils. Then 2000. I'm doing this all the top of my head. Then 2000. Lost game one at home to the Devils. Then, then we get to 97. One game one at home against the Rangers. 26 years since the Panthers went, led a series one game to none. That's an easy way to not win series. You always lose game one. Now, this one is also incredible. Last night's game one win for the Panthers, game one in the semifinal win, is the first time the Panthers have won a game in the second round in 27 years. The first time they have won a game in the second round since 1996 against Philadelphia. It's, it's a little bit pathetic, but we right now are in the golden age of Panther hockey. It's taken this long, 29 years, it's taken for the Panthers to be a consistently good 
professional hockey team. And that's why you have all these records. First game one win in 26 years. First semifinal win in 27 years. First series win last year in 26 years. You're getting all first time the franchise ever made the playoffs three years in a row. You're getting all these firsts now because they're finally a competent hockey team. It's so cool. So cool. So the Panthers last night, they they go up to <coughs> excuse me. They go up to nothing. Terrible call. Panthers go up to nothing. You're feeling great, right? You got goals. You, you got a, a tip from Sam Bennett. You got a goal from Nick Cousins, who's been fantastic on that Kachuk line. Kachuk, Bennett, and who's on the other side? It's uh, uh, Kachuk, Bennett, and, oh, and Cousins, yeah. Cousins, Kachuk, Bennett. That line has been their best line this postseason. Good for Nick Cousins getting to be on that line. And he's, he's rewarding the team. So they're up 2 nothing. 2-1, crazy goal there by, what's his name, Max Knees. 2-2 very shortly after that. But I'm going to tell you something. I was very confident all game long. I was. Very confident the entire game. This team right now, they, they got a feel to them. And it's something that you haven't felt I don't know. I'm not trying to say it feels like they're going to make a run to the Stanley Cup final like in 1996, but I'm saying you have not felt, you have not had confidence in your hockey team in decades in the postseason. And this team right now, they feel like they got something going. I was very confident all game. I never relented. I felt we were going to win the whole time. And Bob Brodsky was excellent. Especially in the third period. There was that one sequence where he didn't, have a, he didn't have a stick and he still made the glove save. Like, he was, Bobrovsky was excellent. So, it's 2-2 late in the second. You'd love to go into the third with the lead, but you just blew a two-goal lead. And the Panthers took it right back. Really nice check by Mahura. To deny Toronto a scoring chance. Here's a break for Hades and he shoots and scores! Keep an eye on Duclair. The little shovel pass. And Verhage finds a gap and buries this one. So Verhage all of a sudden's gotten hot. He's got the overtime winner in Game 7 in Boston. He gets the breakaway goal there, which proves to be the game winner in Game 1 in Toronto. So Verhage's gotten hot. And then into the third period, I forget how much time it was, about midway through the third period... Brandon Montour, the hottest defenseman in the National Hockey League. Don't blow the whistle. Play allowed to continue on. Kachuk's got it. Had a shooting lane. Montour rockets one of these scores. Here, you're going to see this puck get worked back around. The little stutter step goes towards the net before he dishes it back up to the top. And then when the Leafs pulled the goalie with about three and a half, three minutes left in the game, Panthers never allowed. It got close a couple times, but they never gave up that goal. They win 4-2. They take, I mean, was a, the Panthers played great. I think it was a pretty even effort. Look, Ilya Samsonov, he was awesome for that. Like, the Panthers easily could have had six or seven goals, especially early on, all those saves he made. They got great goaltending from Samsonov. I'm scared to death of John Tavares. 
Like, we're going to hear from Tavares throughout the series. I'm scared to death of Tavares. Obviously, Austin Matthews, Nylander, but the Panthers played great. And I, I was very confident the whole game. So exciting, man. Keep picking against the Panthers. I know Randy Moeller was going off about it in the postgame, right? Keep picking against the Panthers. Keep doing it. Keep picking against the Panthers. So game two is tomorrow night for the Panthers. And then games three and four, the schedule's a little bit quirky. They're taking an extra day off. So game three for the Panthers is Friday. Actually, they're not taking an extra day off yet. Hold on. Game two. Wait, wait, am I looking at this probably? Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. All right, they are taking an extra day off, yes. Game two is tomorrow, and then game three, they're taking an extra day. Game three is Sunday, 6.30. Now, the Heat play game three Saturday, 3.30. So, tomorrow night, we got Panthers game two. Then Friday, we got nothing. Saturday, we have Heat in the afternoon, game three. Sunday, we have Panthers early evening, Game 3. Monday, we have Heat Game 4. And then Wednesday, you have Panthers Game 4, Heat Game 5 back out on the road. So, the teams do not play on the same day again until when a week from tonight, Panthers Game 4 at home, Heat Game 5 on the road. And then I don't think they're playing again at the same time after that. I don't believe so. So, this is a major weekend coming up. Saturday, Heat at home. Sunday, Panthers at home. Monday, Heat at home. Wednesday, Panthers at home. Center of the sports universe. Best sports town, Boston, we own you. That's what I'm talking about. Tell you what else, I'll, t- I'll tell you what else I own and what soon every American is going to own. And that's Sheets from Sheets and Giggles. That's right. Right now, over 100,000 Americans are using Sheets and Giggles. My man Colin, he's the founder and CEO, big South Florida sports fan. Go to Sheets and Giggles, sheetsgiggles.com slash Zaslow. Use promo code HEAT. You get that promo. You get that discount code. We're talking naturally softer, cooler, more breathable sheets. Super environmentally friendly as well. Sustainably made with a lyocell process from the wood of eucalyptus trees that are grown on sustainably managed biodiverse farms. Colin cares about the earth. He also cares about you getting good sleep. I got a eucalyptus pillow over there. That comforter is my favorite comforter of all time. The sheets are so cool. I'm so happy with Sheets and Giggles. I love that Sheets and Giggles on board with the show. Everybody knows they sent me to the Heat Game 3 against Milwaukee in the first round. They may send me to another game coming up. I don't know. I can't predict the future. But anyway, SheetsGiggles.com. You'll never go shopping anywhere else for your sheets. SheetsGiggles.com. All right. So obviously, you know, most of the show today, we're devoting to last night. Last night, like I said, last night, I I slept easy knowing at least we got one. All right. The Panthers, they got their one. The Heat didn't come through. Sometimes you can't be a greedy pig. All right. Evan Cohen, Sirius XM, Mad Dog Radio, Morning Men. Everybody knows my favorite show. Great Heat fan, representing the Heat fans up there on national radio. And I'm wondering, after the game last night, Evan, are you mad at the loss? And if you're mad, who slash what are you mad about? Not mad at 
thoughts at all. Totally agree with you, Zez. I am 100% on board with you. I was not upset to a point that I woke up this morning and I'm like, why am I not upset? Am I now a cocky Heat fan again? Has that now reappeared? But I actually think the, the Knicks fan should be way more concerned than the Heat fan after last night. Think about what the Knicks had to go through in order to beat the Heat without Jimmy, without Tyler, without Oladipo. The two bad calls on the three-pointer, obviously, which should not have been counted because of the BAM foul, and obviously the the um, twenty-four second violation last night. And the Heat took that game to the end, even after you know the Randall step over on the line. The Heat kind of were in it a little bit, so I'm not mad at all at the Heat. I will say, and I said it the last time I joined you, where is BAM? Seriously, where where is when are we going to get the BAM game? I've been asking for this BAM game for weeks now. And I'm so sick and tired of referencing that game from years ago where he dropped 41 against the Nets when Jimmy doesn't play. I've referenced that so many times because I'm just waiting for that guy. And I understand people love the season he had this year. I get it. And he was great. But great at what exactly relative to the ultimate success of this team? Because right now, he's playing like a player that I would look at and say is at best the third best player in a championship team. At best. Right, and let's be honest, like, you've hated Lowry's play all season. You have been vocal yeah. about it on the Zazzle Show 2.0. You yeah. hate it. Yeah. But he's been way better than Bam. Caleb's been way better than Bam. Sorry, I need to wipe my nose here. Little cold scenario. But I'm sorry. So if you want to get me going on negativity, which I th- think you just have, Bam's my target here. Yeah, I – see, I'm not angry at I'm – not, I'm not angry at anything – I really, I felt the same way as you did last night and this morning where, wow, I, I'm i not mad. That's kind of weird that I'm not mad at a Heat playoff right. loss. Because I left that game saying, and part of it, I think, was when the camera pans to Jimmy and Jimmy's got that grin. and Like, that was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, so that, that helped my feelings a lot where it's, yeah, you get, He's playing Saturday, and we're getting both games in Miami, and you guys are in big trouble, and everybody knows it. Like, I I think the Knicks are in big trouble after – look at that lineup we had there last night, Evan, out on the floor in the fourth quarter. Vincent, Lowry, Robinson, Martin, Zeller, all right? And we're leading the game by, like, six points at that point, you know? So I do not feel bad. I'm not angry. The BAM thing – I think I'm just I think I just don't have the energy right now to continue being angry about Bam. You, you know, I think the part that I'm most that I would be most annoyed about with Bam is again, post game yesterday, he got to the podium and did the thing where this loss is on me. I need to be better. Well, it's okay. If you actually feel that way, stop allowing this to happen. Like, I'm not gonna I, I wasn't gonna say anything like that unless he came out and said what he said post-game, because otherwise I'm now officially of the opinion, listen, he is what he is. Maybe we want him to be more than what he is. The thing he is, is still pretty damn good. He is what he is. But if he's going to actually come out post-game and say, I need to be better, I blew it, this loss is on me, stop allowing that to happen. Well, it also may be lip service. It's like, hey, I'm a max player. I'm the one who's been out there saying I want to be like Udonis and Wade. The organization has been unbelievably vocal. They, the organization previous to the postseason was more vocal in favor of Bam than they were Jimmy. Jimmy. I don't even think there's any debate on that. Like, they love Bam. And I'm not saying there's not a reason to love Bam. But 
I think we should believe him when he's telling us who he is because he's not a go-to guy. That's just not what he is. On defense, he is, right? But they need an offensive go-to guy. They bring in all the undrafted guys initially. Why? Because they can play defense, not because they can play offense, right? right? Duncan Robinson may be the exception. Max Struess a little bit, but Max Struess is not as bad on defense as everybody kind of makes him out to be. I don't think at least. Haywood Highsmith, defense. Caleb Martin, defense, right? Gabe Vincent, 3 and D kind of player. And he's fearless now in these moments. But they need Bam on offense. And that's not who he is. So, like, yeah, I think part of it is it's almost on you and I for even coming on the air today and saying we were disappointed in Bam not scoring more. That's just not who he is. Right. That's, that's just that's how not who he is. That's how I feel. Yeah, that's exactly but then, how uh, and maybe And maybe, Zaz, maybe he's hurt, which I know he is a little bit. But he's out there. He's playing he wasn't his even minutes. on the injury report. Like, I think he's okay now, actually. Yeah, and, and I'm sorry when Isaiah Hartenstein um, does what he does in terms of the offensive rebounds. Yeah, i got to yeah. put that on Bam. Now, by the way, can I bring up something I want to get going? You and I are not Knicks guys. But why have Knicks fans not named Josh Hart and Isaiah Hartenstein the Hart Foundation? Why is that not their nickname? No, I'm still the foundation of the team. Those two guys are, are Heat-type players, right? Josh yeah. Hart and Isaiah Hartenstein should be wearing Heat uniforms. How are they not the Hart Foundation? Where oh, is Jimmy Enville when you need him? That's very, well, he's, he's not alive. But that's, that's right. That, that, that's really good. That's really good. If I was a Knicks fan, thank God I'm not. I would be pushing that very, very hard. Josh Hart and Hartenstein. Yeah. Hart Foundation. That's very, very good. Uh, by the way. And it's spelled, both of them are H-A-R-T. So they didn't spell the right way. It's not the weirdest thing, by the way, that Brett Hitman Hart, real name Brett Hart, Jim the Anvil Neidhart, real name Jim Neidhart, how, I mean, they ended up being related through marriage, but they weren't, they're not related by blood, and their name is Hart and Neidhart, and their families get together. That's weird, Evan. Yeah. I, so are you saying, Zaz, that maybe all tag teams historically should consider ways of ultimately getting to be related? Yes. Sisters, brothers, whatever it may be. Yeah. It should be instructed within the tag team. Yeah. You must be related. If point. you have a new tag team partner, you have to give up your sister to them. <laughs> That's what you have so to do. So and Typhoon, the natural, natural right. disasters. Here's my sister. That's right. That's right. Uh <laughs> So, so let's talk about the officiating situation, which is a big topic of conversation, obviously, with Heat fans. I never care when the report comes out pregame. Scott Foster is officiating the game right. tonight. The Heat are 0-4 with Scott Foster officiating. Uh, Evan, do you care about that kind of stuff? I never care. I don't normally I don't think that's why the Heat lost last night, but I do think two bad calls were made to put the Heat in a bad position to come back or keep a lead. Um, you know, I tweeted last night out of Co Radio a little quib of the Scott Foster thing. Chris Paul's on, the, on the Heat because, Let me hear it. yeah, I I don't necessarily think that you're wrong on anything you're saying. I think last night it's tough though to look at that game and not think there were two bad calls. Now. Maybe I don't know the rules in full, and I never blame Spo on anything because he's so damn good. Should Spo have reviewed the the twenty four second violation? He, he was asked after the game. He said, "You're not able to challenge that." Okay, so then then that's why I asked that question the way it was. So yeah, I think then that definitely is something that. Well, then they should look at that. If a ball and hits the rim and it's a twenty four second violation, it was that's so listen. I, I know you you could look at it and say that it grazed the rim. I'm sorry, I'm watching it in real time. It was so obvious to me it hit the rim. It, it that was a very obvious not shot. Yeah, well, it changed violation. directions. It changed directions. It was. Here's so what I'm obvious. nervous about, though. Here's what I'm nervous about. 
I, like you, have had the mentality of, oh, Jimmy in game six, look out. He's giving the middle fingers to the crowd. He's eating popcorn on the bench. He took the jacket off. He's wearing the tank top. He looks the way he does. You know, he's ready. I feel like almost that means the Knicks win game three and then the Heat win the rest of the series. Like I mean, almost that, like they win in – you know what I mean? Like there's I so, be there's fine, so but much I, momentum I not, with the Heat. I do not feel that way, though. I think the Heat are coming home last night, today, whatever it is, feeling great about themselves moving forward. I do. I think it's a super confident team. Kind of crazy last night. We're in the middle of the second round. It's only their second loss in the postseason. Well, I'm so glad you said that. I'm thinking about that. I'm like, they're 5-2 they're and two right now over their last seven. How many do you think they're going to win? Great on the road. Great on the road. Yeah. How many do you think they're going to win in? Five or six or seven? I don't think it's going to be seven. Okay. So what do you want to say? Six? They win that Friday night in Miami? Yeah. Okay. So let's say six. So that means that they would be eight and three in an 11-game stretch. Did they have that record in an 11-game stretch at any point during the course of the season? <laughs> Prob- Was there any 11-game Probably, game sh- but you got to Eight you and look three? Probably, but you gotta look. Yeah, well, there was a point. Remember, look, they were they were like four games under five hundred the first half of the year, and then eventually they found themselves seven over. They had to have had a good stretch at some point, right? I, yes, but like eight and three involved, and it's so weird with them because obviously they were terrible against bad teams and good against good teams, which mm-hmm. is obviously we're lucky as Heat fans that they only play good teams in the playoffs. The question is, are, are the Knicks good enough for the Heat to beat them? As stupid as that sounds, with the way that this team has been, the Bucks are good enough, the Celtics are good enough, the Sixers are good enough for the Heat to actually beat them. Are the Knicks good enough for the Heat to wake up? And I think that it's a different team now, thankfully. I think they're all playing with the confidence. And I think one guy specifically, we saw it last night, and this is a great thing. I think Caleb Martin thinks he's Jimmy Butler, and that is an awesome thing. I really think he thinks he's Jimmy Butler. And they, and have, him on a great, they have him on a great contract. For one more year. Yeah. Oh, it's and one then, more or two more? I believe one more and then a player option, if I'm oh, not mistaken. Okay. I could oh. be wrong. I, bu- okay. I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, I've gone – it's so funny. I went to that place last night. You know how much I am with, like, the trades and the contracts, and I love that stuff. I'm like, well, maybe Gabe Vincent, they should resign for big money. Yep. Maybe Shrewston – like, I don't know if I actually believe that, but I went to that place last night. I just think last night, it's not a win in the actual win column, but as a Heat fan, I feel that should give you more confidence – Yep. I had more confidence after game two than I did after game one. I actually didn't like the way they played in game one. I wasn't thrilled with them in game one at all. At I, all. Feel, I feel really good. Why don't Why don't you go to any of the games? I mean, I know New York is really big. It's probably a pain in the ass for you to get to the garden, but this is big time. Like, why don't you go? I'm going to tell you why, and it's a pathetic reason. I was in my room watching the Milwaukee series with my same heat shirt. I probably got at a free giveaway in 05 when I lived in Florida full time at Publix and they were winning a lot. And I don't want to disrupt the mojo (laughs) in my head. If I go to the games, they're going to lose. Now last night they lost. So maybe that switches it up a little bit for, you know, when they, if they get back to, or when they get back to New York, but I'm just saying there's some part of me that I don't want to switch up the mojo. And if I go as press, can't cheer. No, I you can't, can't go as press. No, 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 you got to get a ticket. And well, I agree. Go. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot go as press. No, well, you pay for it. Uh, you pay for it. Well, well, sheets and giggles send me like they send you. That's right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they'll send, but I could say, Hey, I need a plus one. And then you come to the game with me. Maybe they'll do that. How about that? There we go. We got something. We got something there. And and by the way, I have another thing in terms of in terms of the the um, the uh, superstitions. Yeah, 
your re- the heat record when you're on Levitard local hour day of oh. game is what? I, they I, got think, a huge I think win it, last I time think you were it's on. Pretty good, yeah. I think it's got to be pretty good. Yeah. So if you're if you're Dan, if you're John, if you're Mike and Roy and everybody involved, I need Zaz on the local hour every heat home game. How about that? How about that? Okay. All right. There you go. That's right. Get on. Get your shit together, Levitard Show. <laughs> We're in this together. Let's do it for the team. And, then, and there is nothing better than Mike Ryan imitating you, imitating dog. I mean, that's the single best <laughs> imitation there is because you don't even realize you're imitating dog, and he's imitating you imitating dog. And I want yeah. that as much as possible on keep game days. Excellent job, Evan. I'm, I'm glad you feel the same way that I do. Like, I'm I'm not upset, which, oh, my God, like 16, 17-year-old me after the Heat lose to uh, lose to the Knicks in a playoff game would be ashamed that I'm not upset today. Oh, well, I'll, I'll give you a story. I'll give you a story quickly. I know you got to run, but my nine-year-old, huge Heat fan, in my room watching the game last night, slamming down the bed, throwing pillows, so upset Boy. I kicked him out of the room. I said, I can't, I can't have this. This is too much for me. Go to sleep. He was too emotional. But that, you're right. That's the way that we would have been. Yep. I think cooler heads prevail right now, and we're old. So true. So true. Evan Cohen, Sirius XM, Mad Dog Radio, Morning Men. Everybody knows my favorite show every morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Great job, Evan. Thank you, pal. Thank you. Excellent job out of our foul there, Evan Cohen. Huge Heat fan. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows Morning Men, Sirius XM, Mad Dog Radio. That's my favorite show. Everybody knows that. All right. And, of course, all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. Those European roots, but a Caribbean soul. Start your evening with a refreshing German lager in a can. You know I was enjoying the Heat and Panther games last night with a six-pack of Johnny. I still, still got some left in my fridge. If you run out, you go pick up a six-pack of Johnny at your local Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco Imas. Also, you look out for that Johnny Cuba picante hot sauce. I put it on everything. I had chicken for lunch yesterday. I had some uh, some Parmesan-crusted chicken. I put that Johnny Cuba picante hot sauce right all over. I love it. It burns my mouth a little bit, but I like it hot. Johnny Cuba, don't forget their mantra, of course. I live my life by it. Stay tranquilo. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. If you're dealing with water, mold, or fire damage in your home, is that a big deal? Maybe it's not a big deal. I don't know. But Water Cleanup of Florida, they're going to tell you. Call or text them anytime. 954-900-8635. Again, 954-900-8635. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Joel Embiid. Tonight's game two. Boston, Philadelphia. Apparently Embiid is going to play. Embiid, the Sixers have a 1-0 series lead, but yesterday you had the entire Sixer team. They were gathered in a ho- in their hotel, in uh, you know, in a ballroom there in their hotel in Boston for the announcement yesterday of the MVP award, and here it is. Tonight, 2023 MVP from the Philadelphia 76ers. All right, so I'm I'm going not a big deal because 
We all expected him to win it. Now, while this is a, a, a an audio medium, the video, like, you could, obviously, it means so much to him. He's emotional. It's all he talks about throughout the year. But I, I think it's weird because if you were to ask me right now, does Joel Embiid care more this year about winning the MVP? Yep, I'm going there. Or winning the championship. I think he's more interested in winning the MVP. I think the personal accolade, it would appear to me, he talks way more about winning MVP than winning a championship. And like the reaction there, it, it, it was like, all right, uh, you know, we've aco- we did it. We accomplished it. So I- I'm going big deal for that reason as well. I, I I don't love it. I think he cares more about that MVP than he does winning the NBA championship. Big deal or not a big deal. So we couldn't do it this weekend because I was in Naples for my son's soccer tournament. But watch out later today, a new episode of my wrestling podcast. It's still real to me. That will drop later on today. We're going to have a recap of the entire WWE draft, which of course finished up Monday night after Raw. You got a new championship belt, which was introduced last Friday on SmackDown. AEW Dynamite, of course, is tonight. Last week, we went, me and my pal Joe Eleven, along with my son Jordan, we went to Dynamite last week. I think my son Jordan is going to debut on It's Still Real to Me tonight. He wants to give a rundown of Dynamite last week. We were there live in person. That's a big deal. So make sure you keep an eye out tonight. It's still real to me. A new episode is going to drop tonight. Big deal or not a big deal. So yesterday, SiriusXM NBA Radio. You guys know I listen to NBA Radio every day. And in the afternoon, my guy Justin Termini. Oh, he must have been dying. So he was co-hosting yesterday with the former NBA player and coach Sam Mitchell. And Termini having to bite his tongue here while Sam Mitchell was talking about heat culture. I talked to Coach Spo uh, in Toronto at the NLC. Then Toronto beat them bad. Then they got on the plane and went to New York and the Knicks beat them. And we were in the back talking. I said, Coach, do you think you have the horses? He said, Coach, I got them. I said, Coach, I've seen you when you have the horses. He said, Coach, we've been beat up, but come playoff time, <laughs> these guys are going to rise to the occasion. He said that to me. And I walked away. Not all coaches say that. But when I walked away from Coach Spo. When I asked him that question, I thought he was going to punch me. Like, they really believe that. They don't, you know, everybody says that about their coach and they believe it. But they really yeah. believe it. They buy into it. They live it. They breathe it. They're engulfed in it. Sam, and so the difference, Sam, up, the difference between Miami and other organizations, they really believe that stuff. They're not I'm just going big it. deal. I mean, Termini, he had to just sit there and listen to all of it. Sam Mitchell, that's, that's that's good insight right there from the former coach. I'm going big deal. Make sure you listen to Termini, and usually his pal, of course, is Eddie Johnson there in the afternoons on SiriusXM NBA Radio. And finally, big deal or not a big deal, this is obviously a big deal. This just came out earlier today. Jackson Mahomes, the brother of Kansas City Chiefs two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback Patrick Mahomes, has been arrested for aggravated sexual battery. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, that's rape, right? Aggravated sexual battery he is being arrested for. This is a very big deal. I can't say I'm surprised. There's something wrong with him. We've seen this over the years. There's something off. There is something wrong with him. There have been other videos where he's tried to force himself kissing girls and gotten rejected. We've seen those videos. So, 
this is obviously a big deal. And it, it very clearly would appear there is something wrong with this guy. So, big deal, Jackson Mahomes arrested for aggravated sexual battery. That right there is another addition a big deal or not a big deal. If you got a leak in your home, mold, maybe fire damage, let Water Clean Up a Floor to tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Call or text at 954-900-8635. Great show today. So tonight, we can relax. We do have Philadelphia at Boston Game 2 tonight. We can watch some AEW Dynamite, or we could catch up on our shows or spend some time with our family. Hey, make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that stuff. I appreciate you guys. Support all of our sponsors who support Zaslow Show 2.0. That's super important as well. You could always hit me up at Zaslow Show on Twitter. Thanks to everyone who helped put together a great show today. Always appreciate how hard you guys work in helping us put it together. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.